what about the other side? Which is, no, you don't need to pay off your mortgage early. If you're paying um, £800 a month, why would you want to start paying £1,000 a month when you could have used that 200 currently to go towards something else, like an actual current asset that is bringing back even more money for you? Hello, welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you, man? Peter, I am very well, thanks. Um, we are near Christmas again. Can you believe it? <laughs> I can't believe it. We're towards the end of the year and it's a time of reflection, but also I think there's still so much to do before the end of the year. So many, so many goals to still hit. So yeah, I'm still looking forward to um, kind of finalizing the end of the year and planning for 2022 as well. That's it, man. And over here in the UK, the clock's just changed, um, which we got an, an hour back of our lives. But what it also means is that it's getting darker much quicker, man. So 5 p.m. for those that are not working in the off, uh, not working at home and in the office, you know, you know those good old days, Jacks, of going out in the morning to work when it's dark. And then when you finish work, guess what? It's still dark as well. So we're in that season at the, as well right now, man. Absolutely. So I'm still doing uh, two, sometimes three days in the office. Um, and I'm, I've experienced it. You know, you wake up in the morning, it's much colder, it's much darker. Um, and, you know, by the time you get into the office, it's just getting light. By the time you leave the office, it's dark again. So it is, um, it's not the worst, I guess. I guess sometimes being in the office even feels cozy. And I guess, um, yeah, it's just how it is. And it's just a season, right? That's it. That's it, man. It is just the season, man. I'm sure many of our listeners can relate. And on, on that note, just a massive shout out to all of our listeners. Keep doing what you're doing, supporting, um, sharing, subscribing, liking, speaking about what you hear on this episode with other people. Um, people always tell me and Jack's uh, people that are in our circles that they're always just talking about some of the topics that we bring up on this episode. So please do continue doing this, man, because this is why we have this podcast. So you can continue the conversation um, beyond um, just this network, so to speak. So a massive shout out to all of our listeners. Listen, Jack's... Um, I guess this episode is going to be sort of relating to mortgages, so to speak. And we're going to go into a bit more detail about that. But more importantly, <clears throat> for those that are, um, you know, on this personal finance journey, as you know, having uh, money in different types of um, assets, so to speak, um, is a large um, part of what we talk about. And of course, buying property, um, whether it's an, um, as an investment or even your first home, um, it is a large part of that journey. So um, today we are going to be talking a bit about mortgages and getting straight into it, but really focusing on that good old question, which we might hear from some people, which is around paying off your mortgage early. Mm. Yeah, man, it's a it's a it's a big one, um, Jax. But you know what? Before we even go into go into that in terms of you know paying your mortgage early and what might be some of the benefits um of that um and maybe even some of the disadvantages of that um let's actually just take a step back <laughs> and then I guess my question to you, Jax, is if you can go into a bit of detail about what exactly is a mortgage um, and why is just a mortgage beneficial for those that are on a personal finance journey, so to speak? Yeah, very good question, um, Peter. And before we even continue, again, it's important to remind our viewers and our listeners that 
um, whatever we speak about on this channel is not to be seen as financial advice or any investment recommendations. But what we do is we have honest conversations, we provide education. Um, and of course, when we talk about mortgages, it will probably be better for you um, to speak to your mortgage advisor, your mortgage broker, to get a much more tailored um, answer for some of your questions. And so that's, that's where we want to start off with. Just make sure you do that before you make any decisions. Um, but in answering your question, Peter, in terms of what a mortgage is, a mortgage is a form of debt, um, is the easiest way to understand it. So um, buying a home or buying a property is one of the largest, if not the largest, um, financial commitment or debt that someone would ever need to take out. Or which, what I mean is, if someone's buying a home, it's usually the biggest financial cost, let me put it that way. Mm -hmm. And in order to buy a home, uh, most people will not have the funds available to buy the value of their house, um, unless you know, you've inherited a large sum of money or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and for that reason, the way to acquire the house is to borrow money from um, a lender, usually a bank, and then they will buy the house for you. And then you spend a period of time paying back the bank or the lender, um, wherever they've lent you, plus some interest. That financial product or that commitment is what we call a mortgage. Mm. Now, brilliant, man. That makes perfect sense. Um, and it's essentially something you pay back um, over a agreed period of time with the lender as well. And, you know, um, when someone takes out a mortgage, so to speak, um, they, of course, agree to pay it back um, to the lender. There are different types of mortgages um, and it all depends on your circumstances, Jack. Do we, should, is it all right if you just go to maybe the, the main ones um, that people may be familiar with and then we'll start talking a bit more about from a first buyer's perspective? Yeah, sure. So I think the most common type is um, the repayment mortgage. Mm. Um, and the repayment mortgage is a mortgage you get usually when you're purchasing your home. Essentially, you borrow money from the bank over a period of time and then you spend that period of time paying back the mortgage or paying back the loan and by the time you come to the end of that specified uh, period of time you would have paid back the full value of the loan which will be the price that you paid to buy the house at the time mm. so that's what a repayment mortgage is some people um potentially in my humble opinion may have been badly advised um or maybe didn't really understand what was going on may have taken out what we call an interest-only mortgage on their home, um, which is something that can cause issues because what happens then is you are only paying the interest element of the mortgage for the period of time specified, let's say 25 years. And at the end of 25 years, you are still liable to pay back the full value of what was lent to you to purchase the home in the first place. Mm. And that's causing quite a few issues. It is much more common for people that do buy to let um, and it's actually a common bad to let mortgage to go for interest only. That's a separate type of mortgage. But I guess, yes, the most standard and the most common mortgage for buying your home is the standard repayment mortgage. So let, let, let's put this into simple numbers, right? So let's say you're given a mortgage of, I don't know, £200,000. Um, the loan is uh, £200,000. You've obviously agreed you paid that that, that uh, loan back uh, to the lender over a period, I don't know, 25 years. Um, of course, um, they need to make some extra money on that. They don't just want you to give back their money. They will charge interest on that. So that repayment will capture back the whole 200 grand 
but plus um, the interest, um, which could be a significant amount depending on the agreed terms, um, et cetera. So that's essentially what you're saying when it comes to the repayment. By the end of the, uh, the term, you have absolutely nothing to pay and you have that whole home to yourself. <laughs> you made us sound so excited, but <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's what a repayment mortgage is. And, and the clue is in its name. You are repaying back um, the full amount that the lender has lent you. No, brilliant. No, that, that makes perfect sense. Thank you very much. And I guess for our listeners, um, you know, one day we'll go into, and we, we've actually done quite a few episodes just linking to property, but more around the investing in property, actually. We've had um, Faith uh, Locken and uh, Palumi Solaru, um, you know, talk about their property investment uh, journeys as well. So do make sure you check that out. But this is more so for, you know, those that are looking to buy their first home um, or their residential property, so to speak, or those that have already bought their first home and are actually considering, is it worth me delaying some of my, I guess, expenses and monthly outgoings to pile that all up and in uh, put that into paying your mortgage um, early, so to speak. So, Jax, even before I go on that, actually, when, when you take out a mortgage, is that actually an option to to pay your mortgage or early? How does that work? Yeah, so um, I guess what's really important when we talk about mortgages and actually any financial product um, is for people to really understand what those uh, products entail, what are the pros and cons, what are the terms and conditions of those products. Um, and mortgages are no different. So you do need to understand that mortgages are not all the same. There are different types. There are different um, characteristics of different mortgages. So you do really need to understand exactly what your mortgage allows you to do and what it doesn't allow you to do etc now it is quite common to um, have a mortgage that allows you to repay a, a specific type of amount mm-hmm. in terms of overpaying every single month and it is usually around 10 percent so a lot of lenders um, will allow you to overpay your monthly obligation by 10 percent that's common um, and i'm sure there's also others that allow you to even make balloon payments or principal payments or lump sum payments as well. But again, it comes down to what was agreed when that contract or that financial product was purchased. Did you have it in place that you were allowed to do these things? You were still allowed even um, in, in some circumstances, but again, you have to be aware that you may have to pay a penalty, um, a fee in order to do this. So again, make sure you understand your mortgages when you take them out. Mm. And, and I guess, you know, one could say, you know, when when someone is, um, I guess, taking out a, a mortgage, so to speak, ensuring that they are speaking to the right people, whether it's their mortgage uh, broker advisor. And, you know, I know you've just gone through um, a process where you've had to do this. What are some of those key questions or things you're looking for from a mortgage advisor when going through this? Because yes, the, the mortgage advisor is well-skilled in terms of what they, about the products and what they have to offer. Um, but there, I don't know, was there something that you was looking for from a particular mortgage uh, advisor? Yeah, so um, you may have heard me say this many, many times and I strongly agree, uh, or not agree, <laughs> I strongly believe that this is a thing that in every area of your life, some of the most important things, you should be well-educated as in you should try and educate yourself to a certain level um, so that you, in the streets, we call it, so that you're not bumped. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess 
and, and I will say for, for, for those that are not from UK um, or even <laughs> London streets, what does bumps mean? <laughs> being bumped basically means not being cheated or being misled, and uh, so that you know, um, in certain situations, there could be a conflict of interest where one person wants to benefit at the expense of you. So um, that's what we mean by don't get bumped. <laughs> you know, don't, don't be, uh, don't make mistakes. Um, so I guess, yes, that's why we have, you know, work finance, that's why we have different financial education channels and why we talk about being educated. But some of the questions um, you should be asking is, um, how does this product actually meet my objectives? So I guess it's important to try and have an objective when you are trying to take out any financial product. Um, also try and find anyone who's selling a financial product. That person should have the heart of an educator. Mm. Don't ever put into your money into something you don't understand. And if you are putting money even into something you do understand, have you considered other alternatives? That is very important for me. That is very important to understand. Mm. Um, so those are the things. Some of the questions that are asked were essentially on the second part. What are the alternatives? What are the implications of this? What are the pros and cons of this? Those are the questions you should be asking. And if someone doesn't give you different options of um, that are available and explain to you in as much detail as possible why one could be good or bad in terms of pros and cons because guess what it does depend on your objective what might be a pro for me might be a con for you Peter so mm. those are the questions I asked you know uh, thinking about some of the implications of changes in interest rates so I'll be talking about fixed mortgages versus versus variable mortgages should I fix it for two years should I fix it for five years these are some of the questions now if you don't understand the kind of questions that um I was asking is because I've actually educated myself to a level where I cannot ask this question but mm. if you don't have that kind of education um try and try and try and just find someone who's got that heart of an educator and always look for alternatives. Um, but yeah, Peter, that's, those are the questions I asked. I looked at um, whether it's a good idea for me to fix it for two years or fix it for five years, the, the initial financial product. Um, also the term, the term is very important. Did I want to do it for 25 years, 30 years? Uh, you know, 25 years was very popular back in the days, but now uh, people stretch it for much longer. So mm -hmm. 30 years is probably the most common right now, I, I personally think. But then you can even go up to 35 years, 40 years, mm -hmm. um, I believe, depending on your age. So it's just important to understand the implications of the different elements when it comes to mortgages and, in fact, all financial products. No, that, that makes perfect sense. Thank you very much for that, bro. So let's, you know, uh, take a step forward now. So you've, you know, you've been educated, you've understand a bit more about the different um, financial products when it comes to mortgages, and you've uh, gone through the process with your uh, mortgage advisor and all the other stakeholders involved. And congrats, somewhere down the line, you've um, purchased your first property. Massive uh, congrats. Um, and then um, when that's essentially happened, um, someone's got their uh, property and when it comes, they'll obviously start paying towards that mortgage, right? So, you know, let's say they've agreed to what you said is the most popular term, which is um, 30 years, so to speak. Um, we've heard for various reasons that, you know, we've heard of the, the phrase, you know, paying off 
your mortgage um, early is helps you to achieve um, financial independence or financial success, etc. Do you want to go a bit more into that? You know, um, the benefits of instead of paying over f- for thirty years, I don't know, paying over for fifteen years, so to speak. But yeah, let's let's take a bit of a deep dive into that. Actually, yeah. Um, so I guess when we talk about things like financial independence, and we've got an episode. Um, talking about financial dependence on what, what it means or whether it's a good idea or not. So do check out that episode. Um, what, what it comes down to is understanding that um, with a mortgage, it kind of sits under your personal finance um, or what I like to call your personal balance sheet um, as, as a liability, right? Um, I'm sure many people have read Richard Paul that he talks about assets being things that put money in your pocket and things put money out of your pocket. Um, now that can be very confusing and there's a whole big you know topic that we probably should speak about even in more detail at some point Peter whether your house or your home is an asset or not Um, but for the 30 years of the term you need to understand that you'll be paying something out of your pocket every single month with interest and so when that mortgage has been taken out for you it will sit on your personal balance sheet as a liability because there's money taken stuff taking money out of your pocket and for the bank or the or the lender that actually sits on their balance sheet as an asset mm-hmm. right because now you are paying them um a, a fixed amount of money uh per, per, per month plus interest um so and, and even on, on their side as well by the way it's one of the best investments they can make because the asset is also collateralized mm. right or, or sorry the the asset yeah yeah the 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 debts or the money they've given to you is collateralized because if you don't pay back your mortgage and you don't meet your obligations, they're gonna they're gonna take the mortgage, the house away from you and sell it and get the money back. So um, going back to your question about um, you know financial independence and why it's usually something that people speak about as you know should you pay off your mortgage early, especially historically, um, kind of the older mindset when it comes to personal finance is you want to try and get rid of debt as quick as possible. Now, you might have different views on this. You might think it's a great thing. And, and whether debt is a good thing or a bad thing is another huge topic, um, which we'll go into some of those in this episode. Um, but the less liabilities that you have, the quicker you get to financial freedom or financial independence. Mm-hmm. And so if you can pay off a mortgage early, it is probably the biggest expense you have. Um, so if you can get rid of that expense early, then you've taken a very, very huge leap or huge step into financial independence because your expenses are much, much, much lower. That's what it comes down to. No, I'm, I'm fully hearing that, man. And it's easier said than done, as we all know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but how does even one big... So we're going to look at this side, yeah, you know, the benefits of, of that, and then we'll obviously look at the other side, so to speak. But how does one even begin? So, you know, let's say, I don't know, one's mortgage, monthly mortgage payments, so I don't, let's just throw a figure out there, £800 a month. Um, and for the average worker, that £800 a month is a significant amount. Um, the rest of their monthly salary, they just about get by on it, so to speak. So they can't really add much to it um, to start paying early. How does one even start with trying to get that, you know, 30 years of payments down to maybe even 25 or 30 um, or 20 years even? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, Peter. I think um, when we talk about 
finance, personal finance, I think the easiest formula is income minus expenses, right? So if your expenses are really high, your income doesn't, it's not too high, the residual amount or the difference is really low. And that's why you're strug- people struggle to do things such as the overpayments, right? Mm-hmm. So essentially what you then need to do is look at how you can uh, stretch that formula, um, rebalance that formula by increasing your income and then reduce your expenses. Um, if there's other expenses you can reduce and we talk about budgeting and that kind of stuff, there's very clever ways and um, intentional ways of reducing your expenses. But you can only, only ever reduce your expenses so much. The next is also to find ways to increase your income. Um, and we talk about increasing your earnings potential by doing different things. For example, starting uh, side hustles, um, career maximization. So, you know, trying to get the best out of your career, studying for, for professional qualifications, cl- climbing up the career ladder, expanding your business. These things allow you to increase your earnings potential. But when you increase your earnings potential, you, you do not increase your expenses at the same time because then you're still left with little the key is to keep that that difference the same um and then if you want to um again based on all the pros and cons and based on your objectives if you want to you can use some of that residual amount to actually attack your mortgage so that's that's the easiest way um yeah because you can't afford to make the overpayments of course no absolutely um and then when when one is you know, hopefully successful in doing that and they've started attacking their payments and they've reduced, I don't know, the term of their mortgage from 30 years to let's say 25 or 20 years. You've briefly touched on it, but you know, what's the benefits of that, so to speak? I've I've worked extra hard. I've probably stressed myself out even more. I've created new businesses here and there. I've, you know, worked, worked, worked. So instead of me finishing paying off my mortgage at 63 or 65 years old, I'm now going to finish paying it at 55 years old. Do you know what? If I'm really honest, um, the probably the, in my opinion anyway, the biggest benefit is actually psychological, mm. um, much more than uh, monetary. Um, there is a huge link between stress and, and debt. Mm. Um, and so... What happens is the less debt that people have, the less stress they become. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that's probably the biggest um, kind of benefit, you know, seeing that you'll be able to become uh, debt free um, for, for many people. Again, this is why I say personal finance is very personal. The people are different. But for most people, most people, that feeling of being able to pay uh, down a debt quicker and being debt free quicker is a fantastic feeling. So that's what I think is a huge benefit. Of course, the quicker you're able to pay off the, the biggest debt, which is usually your mortgage, the more you can use your money to do other things. Um, the more you can even retire earlier, right? Because you're, you know, as, as we said earlier in other episodes, become more financially independent. So that, those are the main benefits, becoming financially independent. But on the journey there is usually the psychological benefit. Hmm. And, you know, you spoke about uh, assets and liabilities. I mean, when you pay that off, it's no more liability, right? And that's what it is. And that's where when we talk about, you know, is your house and that's your home an asset um, or a liability, people get confused because we've just said a liability is something that takes money out of your pocket. That's what a house is doing. However, remember, it is something that is of value that goes up in value as well. So 
Um, and, and the greatest thing is at some point, once you've paid off all the debt, that tangible asset is now yours. You know, you made it sound so exciting before. The home is now completely yours and you could do whatever you want with it. You can sell it for a handsome profit because, <laughs> handsome. <laughs> because properties tend to go up in value, especially here where we're from. We're from, we're from um, the UK. The UK is a small uh, island with, you know, uh, lots of people, lots of population. Um and, and there's only a limited amount of, of, uh, of you know, homes. So in my opinion, I think house prices, especially here, just are just going to continue going up as more and more people um, demand for them. So, you know, if that's why it's, it's, a, it's a great asset, even though initially it may come across as a liability. Once you manage to actually pay it off, you know, it's something that sits on your balance sheet, your personal balance sheet now as an asset an asset that you can create generational wealth an asset you can pass on to your kids or any um uh, dependencies or any any anyone any beneficiary so yeah no i love it man absolutely an asset you can use to create uh, generational wealth and even us at our fairly young younger ages so to speak just even the thought of having that feeling in the decades to come is is exciting absolutely absolutely um okay let's talk about the other side uh jacks you know if if, i mean all of this sounds amazing um increasing your income reducing expenses and um using that uh, the leftovers to really attack um your mortgage payments pay off early and you know um finish off the term much earlier than expected and have some of the benefits as we've just discussed what about the other side which is no you don't need to pay off your mortgage early if you're paying um, £800 a month, why would you want to start paying £1,000 a month when you could have used that 200 currently to go towards something else, like an actual current asset that is bringing back even more money for you? Yeah, I'm sure uh, all the property investors was listening to the first part of my... Uh, <laughs> of Those these guys just in Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's common for um, a lot of people that love the idea of leverage, which is a, a positive, in my opinion, if you're not to use it. Um, that, just, just to, like, uh, stop you there, Sabo, uh, talk a bit about what leverage actually is, man. <laughs> leverage can be seen in, in, in many different terms but regarding uh debt um or, or using debt in the form of leverage is basically borrowing money um to make more money basically it's, it's, that's the simplest way to understand it by borrowing usually at a cheaper rate you actually have the ability to earn a higher return for example, if we're talking about property that, you know, I just said property prices tend to go up. If you can secure a property's price today for its price today um, by borrowing from the bank, what it allows you to do is to pay off something that goes up in value at a cheaper price. Mm-hmm. So let me give an example. Using the 200,000 pounds, let's say you buy a house for 200,000 pounds or that's your mortgage. You know that that, that house will go up to four hundred thousand pounds, but if you buy it today, you're only gonna have to pay two hundred thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. There's no point trying to save, 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 save for something that's just going up, 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 up. So that's 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 the huge benefit of of, of leverage. It allows you to generate returns with other people's money. That's that's another way of looking at it. Yeah, brilliant. Um. So yes. Yeah, so 
going back to your question and, and I, as i was saying i have these discussions with property investors all the time and they love leverage um <laughs> because essentially what you're doing is you are allowing yourself to purchase something today for a cheaper price and you're using someone else's money why would you be in a rush to pay back that person and i think the key term um that i'll use here um and you've kind of alluded to it but i'll give you the technical term in economics we call it the opportunity cost um and the opportunity cost is defined as the next best alternative for gone when the choice is made and so what i would say is that money, that spare money, you know, that you have, that you are using to pay back the mortgage, whether through the 10% overpayments or, or making lump sums, you could have done something else with that money that could have been more useful. So let me give an example. If, uh, and I'll try to make it very simple. If you have borrowed money and you're paying back, let's say a 3% interest, right? By paying back the, 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 the mortgage, um, let's say you are kind of getting rid of that 3% interest, right? Let's just make it very, very simple. It doesn't always work that way, but to make it very simple. However, that money that you are using to pay back the, 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 the debt that you are paying 3% on, you could have invested that money elsewhere, for example. Um, let's say we're talking about uh, the stock market, which on average gives about between 5 to 10% on, on average, depending on whether you account for inflation and depending on what data you're using. But let's say between 5 and 10%, that 5 and 10% is still higher than the 3% interest that you're gaining by paying off the debt. Mm. So mathematically, it would have made more sense for you to use that money to invest than to obviously pay down the debt. Mm. Um, alternatively, you can have used that money to invest in other things like creating your own business or um, even just developing yourself. So if, that's what it really comes down to, the opportunity cost. Also, I will say, um, and this is more of an opinion, I would say the younger you are, the more you probably want to take advantage of leverage. Mm. Why? Because you've got a higher earnings potential. Uh, what I mean is the amount of money you're making today, um, you would hope, and I would hope anyway, that in the next 10, 15, 20 years, you'll be earning much more than that kind of thing as you develop um, as time goes on, which means if you can secure an asset for today's price, you know that technically it, it makes more sense to do it today than in the future. I hope that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense, man. Yeah. And, and, and just on that as well, you know, you spoke about the younger you are as well. Um, what are some of the things, you know, let's say for our listeners that this is something quite new to, obviously we would encourage all of our listeners to educate themselves as well and um, seek, um, I guess, professional advice as and when, when it's relevant. But what would you say are some of the things to be mindful of when it comes to leverage? Um, and, and this is not just about homes, by the way, guys, um, for our listeners, this is something that you should consider for all types of um, debt, using, even using debt as, as most financial gurus will call good debt. Mm. Is, debt is still debt. Let's, let's not, you know, let's not forget that debt is still debt. And so um, it, it's something that it should only really be used if, if the chances of you getting a higher return are very high. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Like on a property, for example. Exactly, exactly. Or uh, you get some people that are extremely skilled in what they are doing. Um, and so they can use debt, just like businesses. Businesses, CEOs, they use debt um, to, to leverage their businesses as well. But even then, remember, guys, businesses have limited liability. If that business, go, that business goes bust, you're, they're not going to go and chase the CEO and other stakeholders for, um, you know, for the debt. So just something to keep in mind. The key thing is not to be 
over leveraged mm. don't be over leveraged don't take on too much debt because by increasing debt what you're doing is you're increasing risk mm. you're increasing risk let me use an example if um and let's focus on homes and mortgages when you take out a mortgage when you take out a mortgage you are taking out a debt um some of these debts um are they have what we call variable interest rates. Mm -hmm. Those variable interest rates are quite linked to interest rates around the economy. So if general interest rates are high, that's going to affect how much you're paying every single month. That mm -hmm. could be different from when you first took out the debt, right? So you have to be able to understand that, hey, by taking on a very high level of debt, maybe you've even bought a home that was <laughs> too expensive for you, um, you might be um, subject to higher interest rates in the future and that's mm -hmm. something to really really consider so that's what it comes down to do not be over leveraged be careful of over leverage even though people say yes leverage is good and good debt good debt and you should buy uh, as many properties as possible and use uh, less of your own money you know and that kind of stuff be very careful be very careful because as soon as you increase your debt you're definitely increasing risk hmm no, that's been really, really useful, Jax, man. Um, and I think we've taken a bit of a, a, a dive into looking at both sides as well in terms of paying your mortgage um, early and the other side of delaying paying your mortgage early and putting that um, money into other uses. And um, before we start to wrap up, is there anything else that comes on to mind from your side for either side of the fence? Yeah, I guess I think people, what I really want people to take out of this is there's no one-way answer. Mm. Um, a lot of these things really comes down to personal objectives, personal um, abilities and willingness to take risk, uh, personal levels of knowledge and experience. Um, and, and that's what it really comes down to. So even, even for myself, the way I had structured kind of um, my personal finances when it comes to debt is that for example, what I'm planning to do um, as someone who invests in financial assets, namely stocks and shares, is I have different um, investment portfolios. Um, and I've actually chosen some of my investment portfolios to almost act as if they are what we call sinking funds or repayment vehicles that I can use to invest some of my, um, my, my, my money, grow my money, because I believe I can get a better return um, on my investments than I would by making, you know, by, by paying my, my mortgage off very early. Mm. Um, that's something that I've started to do. But remember, these things can change. I might change my mind because guess what? If it gets to a stage where I believe my income is quite high and my residual amount is quite high, such that I can even make overpayments and still be very comfortable doing other things, then why not? Why not? And actually, the sooner you do it, um, the better. And what I should say is the way mortgages work, and this is just a bit of extra education, mm. is remember it is a piece of debt, but it is what we call amortized debt. So when you are paying back a mortgage in the first few years of paying back the mortgage, what you're really paying is the interest element of the mortgage. Mm. That's what you're really paying. And so what you would want to do for those that are very um, keen on paying off their mortgage is you want to start off making the overpayments early because mm. the earlier you can make the overpayments, the quicker you actually, you know, start eating up into the actual principle of the debt. Mm. So that's just something again to consider. There's no right or wrong answer. I guess the key thing is to really sit down, understand the pros and cons, understand what you want from life, understand yourself, and then you can make better informed decisions as to whether you should be paying off your debt early 
whatever you should, um, you know, whatever you should leverage up. Even as we speak, honestly, guys, um, listeners, even as we speak, I'm not even 100% sure what I'm going to do. I've got some plans, but, you know, there are times where I believe that it's actually better for me to even remortgage, for example, and pull out some of the equity and leverage higher because I believe my earnest potential is much higher in the future. And why not secure um, debt on an asset that goes up in value? However, the other side is I also understand as a person that I don't like paying debt (laughs) or I don't like being in debt. Let me put it that way. So if I can pay off my mortgage early, I absolutely would. It's something that I'm so battling with myself. So, yeah. No, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. There, there is really no wrong or right answer. And one thing we always say on this um, particular uh, podcast series is that, you know, finance is personal and it's linked to your own personal journey and your objectives that you have. But as you correctly highlighted, what's so exciting about this journey that is forever changing, forever evolving, I'll probably use, I'll say, instead of changing. Yeah in a good way and the more you educate the more you seek knowledge and and the more you start just building on your um goals as well things do begin to evolve as well so nah man that makes perfect sense Dex you know as you're speaking I'm even trying to you know think to myself what am I actually going to do you know um (laughs) and I think I was about to conclude by saying you know I I like to put myself on a spot um by saying I, I would love to pay off the mortgage of my home as soon as possible, but then my investment properties, I wouldn't mind leveraging up because those put money in my pocket. But even that said, guys, even once you pay off, um, for example, I, I, I own a home now, once I, let's say I paid off that home, what's to stop me saying that I want a bigger house? Mm. You know, So those are the things that you've got to consider. <laughs> Love it. Perfect finish, man. Jax, listen, man, it's been a pleasure just having a nice deep dive into this as well. And hopefully our listeners have enjoyed, um, you know, listening to the conversation and feel free to take it elsewhere, man. Take it to others that you don't usually speak to about um, personal finance in, in general, man. And just for our listeners all over as well, we do love the fact that you tune in from different parts of the world and we are going to give a massive shout out to a particular city where we've got some new listeners in and Jack's this city is called Essen in Germany E-S-S-E-N so I don't know if I'm pronouncing correctly apologies if I'm not but it's called Essen <laughs> you know I've never actually been to Germany it's one of the European countries I've not been to um, and I, I believe I've got some family there so I would love to go and visit the country but yeah shout out to our new listeners I hope you guys are enjoying enjoying our episodes gaining tons of value some of the conversations we have um, are very universal and I'm sure you can gain as much value so yeah welcome welcome to World Finance Absolutely, man. Massive welcome. And to all of our listeners as well, man, please keep doing what you're doing. Remember, you can like, subscribe. Um, you can join us on Instagram if you haven't already. That's at Woke Finance Team. And um, if you have any particular questions that you want to ask us um, or topics that you want us to speak about, you can hit us up on Instagram or you can drop a good old email the old-fashioned way, which is info at wokefinance.co.uk. Um, if you want even more exclusive episodes and exclusive opportunities to be in sort of live uh, virtual workshops, so to speak, with uh, myself and Jax, then, of course, you can go jump onto patreon.com, type in Woke Finance and sign up um, for as little as £3 uh, per month. Um, so please do what you need to do and keep supporting by just sharing, subscribing, liking, commenting, doing the usual. And remember all, stay woke.